Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. <laughs> I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. <laughs> and I'm Cole. We slum it hard, so you don't have to. Very normal, natural pause that you put. Yeah, you dummy. <laughs> Freaking They're jerks. Just being hurtful. <laughs> uh, oh man. Well, folks, it is. We're now firmly in the throes of autumn. It is. Mid November at this point, it's winter here. It's been like snowing and stuff. Uh, it's not winter till December something. Something. Are you guys playing Christmas music yet? I play Christmas it's music year round. Winter and never Christmas. Mm, yeah. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. How many points does he get? Did you a guys million, know like a million bites. When I was I was watching that movie and mm-hmm. maybe I'm crazy but okay. I was there's like seemed like there's like some parallels between that movie and like Christianity kind of and like that story what, is, what does parallel mean It's like the opposite of perpendicular it's like when two lines never meet Oh so that story it has nothing to do with Christianity they never meet or interconnect no, but they run in the exact same direction. Oh. How close? How close are they? <laughs> uh, pretty close. He got me. He really got me. I don't know what the wardrobe is, though. Is the wardrobe Jesus? The wardrobe is what you wear. Like the Christian wardrobe. Huh. The armor of God. Yeah, it's the full armor of God. The shield of faith and the sword of truth. When I was a kid, Yikes. there was a sword. I went to camp. Jesus I went to Christ. church camp, and there was Can this rap group called. Can you stop saying that, Phil? There's this. Shut up! Shut up! There's this rap group called Radical Youth Invasion, and they had a song called Full Metal Jacket, and it was about the full armor of God. <laughs> And I they thought that the full rap. metal jacket meant just like an actual jacket that was made of metal. Yeah. That's I don't know what full metal jacket actually means, but it's on a bullet. Like the jacket on a bullet is metal. Oh yeah. Yeah. They think it's like an actual jacket. Like how some, like how some shotgun shells are like mostly plastic. <laughs> a full metal jacket would not be that. No, it's like, so it wouldn't be lead. So it'd be like if you're shooting at metal the lead targets is metal. I know, but a full metal jacket is like a steel jacket. I think. And not lead or a soft metal. But it's lead. Uh, it's, it's because if you're shooting, it's because it, it penetrates more than. Yeah. Like, like if you're shooting at metal, that's like the context I've heard it is when you're shooting at metal targets, they always tell you not to use a full metal jacket because it'll tear up their targets, you know? Oh. Yeah, full metal just, jacket. Just, I mean, like, that's the name of this deforms. rap, like a bulletproof vest, and the rest is a matter of the armor. And God's taking my hand when no one else can. I know that God's word can't penetrate, and it'll clean your slate. And if you're serious, it'll set you straight forever. 
from here to another and in your hands it was made to sever sickness stress and every disease but it works a lot better when you're on your knees in prayer it gives the devil a scare when you're crying out to god it's all up here's not man i'm not toying talking more than just an one i want to ransack the place and just start destroying the enemy Without no mercy, stick around with the Lord and you're sure to see his destruction and all its corruption flush like a toilet bowl down through the suction of eternity with no entity. Do you want to be with that evil legend, G? Uh, the authorities whack. There's no something, something, something in the racket. Something in the sound with the full metal jacket. Jacket. Full metal jacket. Jacket. That's all I remember. <laughs> it's, not a, it's a delay. I didn't like any part of that. For the I just had, I had Ron do that. I had Ron put it on. Put some delay on that. Ron, when I say jacket, put the delay I on. I love Ron. <laughs> jacket. Jacket. Just like a single repeat. Just like a little slap. I want a little slap back, Ron. Okay. So they need. Oh, wait. Here's one. Here's one other funny part from, from the Bad Religion Rig. From the Bad Religion Rig, rig, rig Rundown. <laughs> the dude. The dude, Mike. Um, I don't know his name. He used to be in a band called The Cult. I don't know his last name. Anyway, he has this guitar. It's like this vintage Les Paul. And he holds it up. He's like, look at the back of this headstock. You see where it says my name in Sharpie? He's like, yeah. He's like, that's because (laughs) when I played in The Cult, we had this guitar tech, and he couldn't tell the difference between my gold top and the, the other guy's gold top. So he just wrote our names on the back in gold Sharpie. And it's Whoa. like a freaking like are they from they're the like, 50s? Yeah, they're like 50s <laughs> oh original gosh. gold That's dots. hilarious. <laughs> Cuz their guitar tech was an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really funny. <laughs> oh man. That I is a good <laughs> That is pretty punk rock though. Yeah. Who cares? Just write your name on it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, this one's yours, Mike. It says Mike on the back. <laughs> yeah, but when he bought I mean, it, it probably because that was back in the eighties. Like, no vintage guitars were worth anything back then. Yeah. Plus, it's like you're gonna spend as much almost buying a new one. Like, the that's the difference thing. is not that much. I think only like fifty nine Les Pauls would have been really expensive back then. I don't know if a gold mm, top like then would have been a collector's item. Maybe it would have. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? But that's his tool of the trade. But this, he, they also buy, they're not like collector grade instruments. They're like, you know, they buy them used and they're like beat up and refinished yeah. and stuff. Yeah. My wife just brought me lunch. Ugh. <laughs> you suckers. I love it. Well, my wife is working hard to make money for me, so. I'll get my own lunch <laughs> on her dime. Yeah, she's just paying for it. <laughs> I reminded my um, when I asked her to bring me lunch, I reminded her that I paid for it. <clears throat> so I was like, "It's only fair that you bring it to me." Like, I need you to go to my kitchen in my refrigerator, <laughs> get some of my food, bring it to me. Walk up my it's stairs. my kitchen. You just do all the work in it. <clears throat> Oh man! So, guys, That's have you heard funny. about the Strymon Iridium? <laughs> Iridium, I hardly know him. 
Get, it sounds like get rid of, get rid of them. Get, get real. Of them. Get yeah. real. What did you get for lunch? That's what I want to know. Get rid of them. chicken you know, and the rice. Immigrants. Orange chicken and rice. Homemade. Oh, so, dang. Homemade rice? So we did this. Uh, we did this gig last night. You and your wife? Yeah. And we, it was at a climbing gym. Oh, that's right. And it was two and a half hours long. Oh, my gosh. And my voice was just, like, tired by the end of it. But they told us they do, like, this special thing once a month. And they were like, yeah, there will be tons of people here. And even, like, our keyboard player, that's how we got the gig is he goes there. And, you okay. know, like, p- picture the clientele that are frequenting a climbing gym. You know, it's a bunch of right. f- freaking hippies. Yeah, um, it's a bunch of crunchy granola folks. And they specifically asked us to prepare some Fish and Grateful Dead covers, <laughs> which of course. was almost a deal breaker for me. But I'm only one member. You know, I don't I don't get to veto an entire gig. Yeah. And, and at one point in the gig, I asked... Do you have any fish fans? First of all, there were like hardly any people there, which is frustrating. It's like, do you have any fish fans? And I heard someone like audibly groan when I said that. So that was pretty great. I was like, like you, cool and me, things. It wasn't you and me idea. both, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you and That's me hilarious. both. <laughs> yeah, imagine being like someone who just likes climbing and you, you go to this gym and it's all these fish fans. You're like, ugh. Yeah. I guess these are yeah, my be people terrible. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> smells like patchouli and bo or something that's like how i always felt because i was like decently good at baseball but i wasn't like a jock sporty kind of kid so i would like play and i had fun but i would never really like fit in <laughs> so it's awesome yeah like, i mean i guess these are the people i'm spending time with now <laughs> yeah that's kind of how the hockey team was at our school like if like there was no rhyme or reason to who was on the hockey team uh so like they were all friends with each other, but at school they would all be a part of different like friend groups or right. Oh, I wish I would have had a hockey team in my school. My brother played hockey. My they cousin played fights. roller hockey. <laughs> I did too for a couple of years. Nice. We used to play like, roller hockey like in the streets when I was a kid. Yeah, we did that too. This is like right after Mighty Ducks came out, like around the time of D two. I remember nice. all my friends like trying to do the knuckle puck one yeah. summer. We'd joke about doing the knuckle puck, but we always played with a ball, like a street hockey ball. Oh, no. We played with so, like, they had those pucks that had like bearings in yeah, them, you know? Little, bo- little balls in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With little balls in them. And one time, dude, this one time, it's like, this is like a movie. It's like a scene out of a movie. I was like 11 or 12. All my friends were approximately 11 or 12. And we had like our own gang. There's like probably six or seven of us going around with our little sticks, our little hockey sticks, our rollerblades, and a puck. We happen upon, we go to this like tennis court. It's like a concrete public tennis court. We're messing around, playing. This group of older kids comes. They're like 14. They also have rollerblades, hockey sticks, and a puck. They challenge us to a game. Nice. And we beat them. Nice. It's amazing. It's the most amazing moment of my life. And they played hard. I remember like slamming <laughs> into the ground and like slamming into the chain link fence and stuff. Ah. Oh, those are the days. Dude, those would have been those would have been close up shots. Yeah, dude. 
Like the camera's on the other side of the fence. Yeah, it gets you slamming into the fence, and then he skates away, and it shows your face like, and then you skate after. And then him, I you know? score a goal on his heck yeah, dude, teammates. <laughs> then I steal his girlfriend. Were they like rich kids? <laughs> yeah, they had like they had like gold plated rollerblades. They had sweaters tied around their neck. Like we had newspapers on front. around our shins. <laughs> Play without shin guards. It's, <laughs> no, you just gotta protect really those shins. <laughs> I just go without, honestly. I mean, we had like duct tape padding, duct tape like washcloths on our elbows for pads. <laughs> Again, like elbow pads. I don't know. If, <laughs> picture poor kids playing street hockey. I don't really think they need elbow pads. Really, <laughs> we didn't have any of that stuff. It was just kids with sticks. Oh man, that was fun. Do we rollerbladed? I remember rollerblading to my friend's house who lived in the country. It was like a mile down this like crappy old yeah road. Rollerblades <laughs> like, suck on anything on anything here? that isn't like perfectly smooth. <laughs> yeah, we so used ridiculous. to we used to rollerblade everywhere when I lived in New Mexico, and then when we moved here, we lived at the top of this super steep hill. Mm. <clears throat> like, do you guys remember? There was like a video that went viral like 10 years ago of a million cars sliding down this hill in the snow and just crashing into each other. That was the hill uh-huh. that I lived at the top of. Oh, that's funny. And so it sucked. Cause like it even like rollerblading downhill is easy, but it's not fun when it's really steep. Cause you're yeah. just like either yeah, wearing out your brake or you're like dragging your wheels, you know? Yeah. And that was the you other thing. Like, zigzag pattern. It kind of wasn't cool to have like have all breaks. the cool kids in New Mexico like you'd take off your brakes and then you just drag. Yeah. That was you just drag your rollerblade, but you can't do that here. Like that's not an option. You can't push your foot down hard enough when you're going down some of these Hills, you know, but yeah. So stupid place. And now these kids just play video games all day. Ugh. Exactly. They don't, even, they don't even go outside phones. I mean the apps don't get me started on apps. Oh, it's you know? like, all they want is just appetizers all day. Seriously. Like bring me some more mozzarella sticks. Bring me some buffalo wing. Some potato skins. That's great. I mean, seriously. Potato skins? Bring me mozzarella some onion sticks. rings, but take out the onions. I just want to eat the outside part because I don't like onions. <laughs> I'm a kid. Dude, that's such a... <laughs> Dip it in like a buttload of barbecue sauce or ketchup. Such a baller part. move for kids. And it is, totally. so mad. Yeah. Why are you wasting the onion? Because, Dad, it's slimy and gross. Like you. Why don't you go burn in hell? <laughs> I'm telling Dude. you, kids these days, they have no respect. They're yeah, out of control. Are, man, these kids that you're describing are not <laughs> nice. It's every kid I've ever met. Everyone? It's, it's since 19, since 2000. Mm, okay. All right, well... <laughs> Since the day I turned eighteen, every kid has been. <laughs> I was. I'm an old soul. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It it's is. not true. It's a joke. The thing that you just said is it is funny. <laughs> oh man! So I'm. Uh, I'm playing electric guitar. Did I just get really loud? Oh, word! Felt it. Gun Street Wiring Shop represents a brand new approach to the guitar wiring market. From their nothing-is-impossible philosophy to their community-first attitude, Gun Street Wiring Shop is the premier maker of guitar wiring harnesses. Based in Central Oregon, Gun Street only does one thing, 
Make your guitar sound and play better. Bored with your standard switching? Gun Street. Need more options? Gun Street. Looking to nail that classic tone? Gun Street. You want to try something that's never been done before? Gun Street. Sean's always coming up with new circuit designs. He's always down to make something special to fit your exact needs. So hit him up now, GunStreetWiringShop.com. Turn your SG into an OMG, your Les Paul into a More Paul, your Telecaster into a Telestar Blaster. And as always, members of the street crew get an extra discount at everything at GunStreetWiringShop.com. I'm playing electric guitar at a church gig tomorrow. And um, here's my, let me tell you my signal chain. Okay, we're ready. Are you ready? Telecaster guitar, sort of. And it's not technically a Telecaster. Okay. Like, no part of it is actually a legit Telecaster part. <clears throat> the neck is. So, no, what it's about from, the body? The, from that pawn shop thing. 52 pawn shop. What about the body? That's a Telecaster, though, isn't it? Well, it has a strap body, though, and, like, different pickups. Wait a second. Although, or is it? Does it say Telecaster on the neck? I think it just says Maybe Fender not. on the headstock. No, I think you're It's not think actually right. from a Telecaster. The yeah, body is an MJT... Right body and everything else is like aftermarket stuff so it's not technically a telecaster but it's a telecaster um i'm playing that and then i'm have a vox ac15 at the end that's the amplifier is that that does is that someone else's yeah it's the like the house amp oh nice so it takes the signal in and then amplifies it and then it shoots it back out in audio so it's a transducer. That's what happened? Okay, it transduces and amplifies. Um, in between that, I have I'm playing uh, the El Cardinale from mm-hmm. Mr. Black Effects, which I don't know what it is. It's just like some kind of overdrive. And then I have I borrowed both of these pedals from Steve Rao. Uh, that and then I have the Quiet Theory Prelude, which is really cool. I like the reverb on it. It's very simple, and I like the delay on it. It's got this kind of like. Not really like an analog sound, but kind of like a like an old digital sound, where the repeats kind of fade and get darker, but not really analogy. Does that make sense? Analogy. That's mm. like the quiet. Theory not, it's not like right? a tape delay. Yeah, it's that thing. That's the only one they have. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I like it a lot. I'm gonna buy one tomorrow. And are the two? Not tomorrow. Are the two foot switches delay and reverb? <clears throat> Yeah, so the delay has a uh, feedback, time, and mix, and then the reverb has mix and decay, and then I th- there's like an order toggle where you can put either one first, and then each one has like a, a voice toggle where it's like, just gets darker, it's like an EQ, and then they each have an individual foot switch, so you can do one, either, or both. It's cool. It's very useful. It doesn't have like tap tempo or anything, does it? No, it doesn't have tap tempo, which I don't think whenever I have tap tempo, it always just frustrates me. And then whenever I don't have it, I'm like, oh, I should get tap tempo. But unless you're doing like really specific rhythmic stuff, I don't, I never really like tap tempo and I just don't play that way very often. There's just a, I'm on the right track, baby. I don't play that way. Are you going to sing the entire song? Like Aaron style? I mean, I will if you if you want me to. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. (laughs) 
Give me the bee, boys. <laughs> Free my little old soul. <laughs> my little old soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's like such a, like, what's what's less interesting? Saying I don't watch Game of Thrones or saying The Office isn't funny? Right. <laughs> I guess The Office isn't funny is Well, wait a minute. Worse? One, you said I don't watch it. And the other one, you said you, you gave a judgment on the thing. And that I one know. is more triggering to me. Okay. Because like I don't care if somebody says I don't watch it, but I do care if you say it's not funny. But there's someone that like, goes out of their way to say they don't watch both it all the time. That type of thing that people like to like. Oh, check I out. I know, but one is less. Check out how one cool is less my opinion aggressive. is. One is a passive. One is more passive than the other. Kind of, but there's usually like a judgment inherent with with people who say they don't watch it. It's it, never like, it's, oh yeah, it, I, never, is, I was not but able it's more to watch subtle. that because I don't have HBO. It's like it's yeah, I don't more watch subtle, that though. stupid show. You that freaking idiot. If that show was an onion ring, I would eat the outside and throw away the onion. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, I don't know why that's so funny to me. It's that would a, just be watching. A, it's such an insane little kid thing, I guess. Yeah. That would just be watching like a softcore porn because all the story stuff Whoa. in Game of Thrones oh, yeah. is, is that disgusting onion that nobody cares about. But with swords, though. Don't forget swords and dragons. Swords. Who cares sword. about swords? Swords and dragons aren't even real. That's true. Swords are not real. Dragons, Mm. I'm the jury's out. Didn't you get one for your birthday, though, Aaron? Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, I keep meaning I have a katana, like an actual one, like a blade in the shed outside. (laughs) I keep meaning to get it and take pictures of it. There's like, there's probably like 10 swords in the shed. Dude, think about when someone breaks into your house, you wake up and you're like, like, a oh, damn sword it, back I left my too. katana in the shed. It needs to be right under your pillow. Thanks. Or someone Just breaks so into your head, breaks into your shed, steals your katana, and then breaks into your house and kills you with it. I will you shoot feel... them. <laughs> in the balls. With what? Like a slingshot or something? I have guns. I have so many guns in my house. I have like pistols and... Long guns, handguns. You, know, you don't Full even know what they're jackets. called. <laughs> I have, have like, I have so many metal jackets. I have a Glock, <laughs> and I have you, like this. I have a Smith and Wesson. You probably think the AR and AR-15 stands for I have assault. A Colt rifle. 45. I have an assault rifle 15. <laughs> Dude, have you seen the double barrel? It's an AR-30, the double barrel one. <laughs> no, no, that's. I have an AK-47. Like an it's like an AC-30. You know. Oh, uh, I get it. It's like a 212. Yeah. That's funny. That's real funny. <laughs> <laughs> I hate all of you, including the listeners. <laughs> uh, anyway, I so as as much as I like a bunch of pedals, I find that whenever I'm playing like a gig, I really only need like two or three pedals. Yep. Max. Especially if you're like delay and reverb are together, then it's like maybe one or two overdrives and maybe some kind of modulation. Yeah. And that's I, it. I heard that. You did hear it. I said it into your ear. I heard that from you. I know. I said it too. I'm just kidding. Bro. <laughs> Bro. 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 Phil, Phil does not relate to that impulse at all. Which one? To have only Only having pedals. a few pedals? At a gig? No. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. I played a number of gigs where I go, oh, I'm taking the mini board and putting... But 
Although your board is deceptively large because it's like two in one, basically. Sometimes oh. that is the case. Never mind then. I've got a show coming up in uh, three weeks, and I'm kind of thinking I'm going to throw the kitchen sink at it. How many tickets do you have to sell? Zero. <laughs> remember those days? How I do remember those pay? days. Stupid pay to play. Yeah. I think, well, we got, this is, this was the gig where, where he was like, afterwards, he was like, so what do you guys normally charge? Oh, you're at that crazy bar again. Yes. The crazy bar again. The owl. The owl club. The bargain uh, cafe. Yes. What a bargain. <laughs> the bargain, uh, Ben. <laughs> And and he was like, uh, "What do you guys your?" And we were like, "Um, um, um." And then he goes, "Well, I usually pay pay people two hundred. And we're like, "Cool." And then he gave us each two hundred dollars. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Freaking rad. Yeah. What if you had Which like five insane. people in your band? You're like, "Oh, don't forget about Ron." <laughs> what about <laughs> Ron? <laughs> about our lighting guy, Chris Carota. He needs to get paid too. Our sound guy. He's basically <laughs> a member of the band. Like he he does all the effects on on. On the uh, back end, so you know, <laughs> you use a lot of effects on the back end. Wait a minute, sorry, it was not a hundred. It was not two hundred. It was a hundred each. Still, that's pretty decent. I mean, that's more than you make teaching. Oh, that gig I played last night—two and a half two hours, hours long. Two and a half hours long. Uh, it was like a forty-five minute drive. Made zero dollars, so nice. I'm doing pretty good for myself. 45 minute drive I guess that's far that's like two Aaron, miles in California I got $50 an hour yeah that's, I mean that might not be that much more than you make teaching when you factor but I also had to put up with the cost of employment drunk kids uh, trying to I was to thinking me. it was just one hour so like 100 bucks in an hour no, we paid. We played for two hours. But yeah. like the time Drunk you're kids. actually on stage is such a small percentage of the time. The preparation. Yeah, like well, and even just very like similar the setup to, on the day, you know. It's very sim- similar to teaching because there's a bunch of inebriated young people trying to talk over me and trying to yeah. have sex with each other. So when I worked in retail, um, and you're trying to do something that you think is important, but none of them could care less. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, very similar. There was this very law that was passed for miners saying like the, that they had to get like coal this miners. They have to wear a helmet. Yeah, no. So like miners, <laughs> the light up, on it. They show up at the they opening to, to the mine. Their own right? pickaxe. They show up at the yeah. opening to the mine, and then they have to like take the elevator down and like walk in, and it would take them like half an hour or more, and then they would clock in, and they would work for eight hours or whatever. However they work. Clock oh, you out. really did mean miners? <laughs> yeah, miners really did. And then they would clock out. And then they would go back out the tunnel, up the mine shaft, and it would be like another half hour. So they sued, saying that they should get paid for that time because it was like necessary part of the work. Yeah. Right. And they won. It is. And so they did. And that affected us because in retail, when I worked there, we had to get like our bags checked at the end of the shift. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they would make us clock out. And then you would have to go and like get your bag checked out. And sometimes you had to wait like 10 or 15 minutes. So they sued to get paid for that time using that minor thing as a precedent. And I got like 800 bucks in the Dude. side. <laughs> I 
That's awesome. Yeah, because like you can't get paid for your commute, but in theory, that's because you could live, like you could live closer to the place, but you can't live at the bottom of the mine. But if you're on site and it's like a required part of the work, then yeah, they have to pay you for it. Yeah, but like, okay, I had a job where I, where I was driving to like different clients homes Mm -hmm. and every day was like different and sometimes it was like a five minute drive and sometimes it was like a 70 minute drive Uh and it like every day i was seeing a different client client like at different times of the day right Uh so and they would they told us yeah keep keep track of your of your mileage but you can't count the first or the last drive of the day exactly right but like, because it, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter where it is on the job site. Yeah, but like they intentionally would like give me for this. That's one, messed like, up that they'd give you the farthest one, really far ones at the start and end of the day. Yeah, that is messed up. I think they would just see. My wife's the same way, but she goes to one like she goes to a different school every day in our in our school district. So it's never like that far, but it's the same way. She can't get paid for. For her commute time, even though sometimes it's five minutes and sometimes it's 25. Well, because even when I worked at the like part time for uh, this nonprofit, we could count our mileage, but you could only count mileage like from there. Yeah, exactly. So like, you had to right. go there first and then you could count your mileage going somewhere else. <laughs> yes, that and that I understand. Which that, sometimes but... like that's farther than from my house. <laughs> so I'm right. Like, you'd be paying me less if I just did it from home. But now I have to like drive there and then get paid. It's like crazy. No, here's the thing though. You just tell them you drove there. Well, yeah. Obviously. Did you not know you can just lie and get more money? Just in general? Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> well, that's Is that how rich people become rich? We are. <laughs> that's one of are the ways. Saying, are you saying rich another, people aren't necessarily another, honest and good? Another popular way. I mean, rich people are the backbone of our society. It's true. And they are inherently good. Ultimately, the richer they like, a rising tide lifts all boats. Aaron, I'm surprised you didn't know that. So the richer um, they get, the richer you get. Who's Richard again? The richer they get. <laughs> the richer I'd like you to take, give them. Some he's Richard. the manservant. The richer you take is the richer you make. Oh, dude! He's the man in the servant. end, the Richard you make is take. equal to the Richard. Is equal you to take. the Richard you make. <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> make Richard not war. Mm-hmm. Some people get Richard off the of war, so you just never know. <laughs> Some people get Richard off off the war. The war, hmm. yeah. When the like war Dick comes, Cheney? they get Richard off. Guys, like freaking, you know what uh, Tony time it Stark. Is? If you play a stringed instrument, you owe it to yourself to check out the Gabrielle Tenorio String Company. Every string from Gabrielle features a round core, fully hand-wound, one at a time in Gabrielle's shop on a machine he designed himself to make sure you get the best, most consistent tone from your guitar. Gabrielle makes strings for electric and acoustic guitar, bass, mandolin, uke, bass six, banjo, and just about anything else you can think of strumming or plucking. Each set is specifically designed for your instrument to bring out the sound you always wanted to get out of it. Check out the all-nickel strings for a classic, mellow tone that feels broken in from day one and just gets better over time. I've had them on my telly for a little over a year now, and I just now feel like I need to replace them. 
I promise you, if you try these strings, you'll never want to play another brand again. Join the string cult today at thegts.co. Uh, it is now officially the holiday season. That means the year is winding down. That means there's only like six weeks left in the year, which can only mean one thing. It's time for another installment of Year of the Gear 2019. Are you ready? Yeah. This is a <laughs> this is a, this is a game yeah. where yeah. I give yeah. you things that you should know, and you tell me when they were released. This time we're going to narrow it down, though. We're only dealing with effects pedals from one company. That pedal company is called Bose. Boss. Oh, Boss. We're not including any multi-effects. We're not including any um, like big box effects. We're not so including anything that's branded as Roland. Good. And we're not including any reissues. Like the Wazacraft stuff. This is all original single size compact effect pedals from boss boss the range of years i'm going to give you a range of years okay is excuse me 2013 at the most recent okay 1977 at the most distant wow the earliest can you guess first person to guess this gets five bonus points okay are you ready? No. When was the first Boss Compact pedal released? 1977. Oh, Cole, five points. <laughs> That's not fair. Why? He guessed it first. No, he just said a thing. for. He didn't guess anything. He repeated information that you gave. Well, That's not well, a guess. He told, he, us he, was us, he told us he was giving us pedals from that range of years. He didn't say that was the first one, though. I'm. I'm just saying... It's not a guess. Well, you, okay. He well, was so right obvious. Then the why didn't you say it faster? You're, you are. You're acting like it was unfair, though. But you had the I'm, same. No. What I'm here's what I'm here's what I'm uh, saying is unfair. Your uh, what you are measuring uh-huh. is speed. What you are measuring is in that scenario is different than what you told us you were measuring. Yeah, but that's why that's you said why first we're going to do this thing and give you bonus points. Fine. That's why it's bonus Fine. points. Here's some more bonus points. what year did a specific pedal come out is that the next question no what this is outside of the range okay the range that you told us yes outside the range that I told you name the most recent year that boss has released a pedal 2019 yes 2019 in fact it was just a couple weeks ago where was it um, they they announced the DD3T yeah, released... and the DD8. Oh, that's right. Damn it! But they've also put out the that um... was was the MD500 this year, or was that a while ago? No, the 200 series came out this year. Oh, that's right. Um, but also the the synthesizer one, the SY something, the guitar synthesizer pedal. That's another compact pedal. There's been several this year. Anyway, <laughs> all right. You ready? <laughs> Yes. You want to start hard or easy? Easy. All right. This pedal is the Boss XT2 Extortion. This, this is, is a very one. red pedal. No, this is the hard one. I 
didn't say I was going to do what you wanted. <laughs> Dirtbag. <laughs> From Reverb. The XT2 is a love-or-hate type of distortion pedal. It's got a very hard edge distortion that sounds a bit different from other boss distortion pedals. Tone mm. controls are called contour and punch. That's a, a bit different. That's a clue. Contour and punch. And is not just a renaming of bass and treble. <laughs> Check this out. Production ended 11 months after the initial release. Oh, geez. There's less than 20,000 pedals made. Is that the one? Is that the one that's like hot pink, or is that a different? Yeah, it's kind of like a red. magenta color. And here's I the you said it was red. They have more I than one pedal red, in that color, but it's color, really though, more like they? magenta. Uh, maybe Seems it's like it's do. very similar. It's like a slightly darker version of the DM2. Yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking of. Um, so it's the XT2 extortion pedal. And <laughs> why two and why not one? Why do they they always that? start with two. Uh, yeah, why? Like they have why a few pedals that? that were one early on, and then everything else is two. Like the CE1, I guess. Well, there's a CE1, OD1, DS1, SD1, SG1, uh, CH1. SP1, TW1, PH1. I don't know. FD- oh, actually, that's not true. The FRV1. C-Phil? C-Phil, they always start with two. Okay, okay. <laughs> there's a bunch of ones. Um, but they do tend to start with two. Like, there's a lot of things that don't have yeah. one version of them. And I don't know why that is. Okay. Um, so, guess the year that this pedal was released. This is a 10-pointer. Okay. So, I'm, I'm going to let you guess. guess. You want to go first or second? I want to guess. Uh, crap. Second. All right. Cole, your guess. 19. Ooh, you're very close. You're on it. <laughs> oh, that's 20. actually a clue, though. That actually is a clue. 1920? You say 1920? 1920? Yeah. Oh, is this one of the Great Depression series? <laughs> uh, 1993. Okay, 1993. Cole says, "Phil, this '94, oh, 1996. Ah, dang it, Phil! This metal is—it's like vintage, and there's very few of them made, and yet it's only like eighty or ninety bucks on Reverb. <laughs> That's it's awesome. still really cheap. It's super rare and not very expensive. So if you want, if you just want like a rare '90s." I mean, to be fair, though, 90s, like, that wouldn't have been made in Japan, right? I doubt it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but that what is I'd pretty like hilarious, to do, though. <laughs> here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to buy one. I'd like to take the guts of my DD7 and get one of the labels for, like, the sticker label for the DD7 and put it on it. and For the knobs, it. you're saying? Yeah, so I so know, you know where what the they do. <laughs> that would be pretty infuriating because the knobs are like some of them are like the the delay mode, aren't they? Yeah, there's like, it's like, not just it's not just more or less. Right, there's tiny little <laughs> clicks that like yeah. are different. <laughs> you could do that because it is a four knobber in the same configuration. It would probably fit. Right, in the four same knobber. Shell. Yeah. Oh wait a minute, it wouldn't though because the the jacks are different. oh the jacks. You'd have to drill for the jacks. Mm. Got to drill for the jacks. You always got to drill for the jacks. Jax Taylor. If you want a jack. All right, I'm going to give you an actual easy one. You ready? Okay. 
When was the Boss TU2 pedal tuner released? Oh. This is Boss's first compact pedal tuner. TU tuner? TU tuner. The TU tuner. The two 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 tuner. The tutu. Tu tu tuner. The tu tu tuner. Tu. Tu. The boss tu tu tuner. Is that how you pronounce that word? Tu tu. You pronounce it tu. No, you say tu. Tu tu. But you're saying tu. I'm saying tu. Man. I'll give you a hint. It's between 1977 and 2013. Also, this pedal has been discontinued. 1998. Ugh. Phil? I don't know. That one's hard. Okay, he's guessing way, way too high, so I'm going to say 1997. 1998 is exactly right. What? Are you serious? U2 was released in Yeah, suck it, Phil. Wait. That was not their first board tuner. Yeah, it? it was. Holy crap. In 98? Yeah. You got to think about like in the 70s, like that's a lot of digital stuff going on in there. Yeah, it's true. I like, mean, I never really okay. thought about it either until I was looking this up. I was like, yeah, Wait. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Okay, so I when did people tune? Exactly. How did they tune their guitars? With other tuners? I don't know. With a rack tuner? A rack tuner or like a little box tuner or like with a tuning fork? Or just by ear? No. I mean, I don't know what you're arguing with. Are you claiming that Aaron is lying? (laughs) Yes, I'm claiming he's lying. (laughs) (laughs) Because not that this one, but that there was was another board. No, there's no. Like, have you ever seen a TU1 in all your life? In your 80 years on this planet? All right, I'm gonna. I'm googling right now. First compact pedal tuner. I get extra yes. points for being exactly right, don't I? And the yeah, you do. I gave you. Do uh, I get? Does Phil get points taken away for being a pompous prick about it and then being <laughs> so wrong? It is. It is now twenty to ten. I'm not. I'm not being a pompous prick about it. You t- were. Look, you said, oh, because Cole is so far off, I'm just going to guess one off and be a jerk in my oh, guessing. Oh, okay. That's exactly that what was, you said. And then I was exactly way right. Way too high. Okay, that was that part was a little arrogant of me. Take away five in points Boss, from me. In 1983, that. Boss introduced the TU-12, the first automatic chromatic tuner. And then right, in was, that rack, dumb was it rack mounted? No, the TU-12 is the little handheld one. Oh, that's right. Right. But it just had like the like the actual like uh stick thing, you know. Like a little VU meter or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. In 1998, Boss once again created a new industry standard with a TU2, the first compact pedal tuner. Wow. I don't know why you're so shocked years. that I was so right, Phil. You shouldn't be shocked that I was so right about that. It no, but it's not you. It has but it nothing is, to do though. with you. Here, here's a it here's a bonus question. I'm standing your right guess. here, Phil. Here, here's a bonus question. It's your question. guess, not you. When was the TU2 upgraded to the TU3? After 2004? After six years. Phil, what year do you think? 
When did the TU3 come out? First say how far off you think I am and then guess. <laughs> TU3. <sighs> TU2 was 1998. TU3. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, 2005. Had a brighter, higher resolution tuning display and bringing its tuning accuracy back up to plus or minus one cent. <laughs> TU3 came out in 2009. Oh, wow. Winner. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. 2009. Ten years ago. That's for one point. Is it? It's so, still probably the most five points. popular tuner pedal, right? The TU series, probably. Just the TU three in general. I mean, I still you yeah. still see a ton of TU twos out there too. Yeah, because they just like two, two, right? two, they're not two, that two. old. I guess you could have yeah. one that's like eleven or twelve years old, and they work. Yeah, they're. Yeah, and it's not like you get like tired of it the way you do with other things, yeah, it's right? Not like you yeah, want a yeah, better yeah. It does tone the thing it's supposed tuner. to do. Exactly. Although, I mean, I guess it's probably not as accurate as some of the more recent ones, but yeah. it's not like that big of a deal. But guitar, and like then, you can't, you can't tune a guitar that accurately, anyway. Right. Exactly. The three W came out in 2016. When you guys tune, do you? let the note ring out and tune to that or do you like pluck it over and over and tune to that both same i do both but because i i've always used to just let it ring out and tune to that and i've started doing it the other way around and it actually like it seems to sound better for me yeah which makes sense i guess right if you're picking a lot you of want stuff it when you pick although i i asked that question in a group in i think six cycle hum group and some dude was came on and he was like um, only an idiot would keep hitting it over and over again. It's like, have you ever seen a professional tune their guitar like that? <laughs> That's actually what made me think of that. Cause I was watching, I can't remember who some band band that I saw in Nashville. And uh, he was doing that. Ha! And it was crazy. Cause he wasn't even muting as good. He was using like some headstock tuner. and wasn't cause uh, it was an acoustic. It wasn't even like turning it down. <laughs> I was like, That's pretty punk rock and also pretty unprofessional. And yet, he was an actual professional. Exactly. It's ironic that I was calling him a people professional. Act like, people act like professional musicians are like some monolith. Like, they all do everything exactly the same. Uh, you will never see any pros doing that. I know. Well, you think a working musician? It's like, yeah. They write their the names on the back of their vintage guitars with <laughs> magic marker. I know. It was like, first of all, a lot of professional guitars don't even tune their own guitars. So... Yeah, professional guitarists. <laughs> it's like saying, you know, like, well, a professional piano player would never tune his piano like that. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It would never tune her piano in any way. You idiot! Come on. Are you saying there are female professional piano players? Female yeah. pianists? All right, I got a bunch more. Let's do a delay oh. pedal. <laughs> That's Aaron's way of saying quit screwing around. Let's do it. Let's do a delay here pedal. all day. Um, I got two delay pedals. Do you want to do digital or analog first? Yes. All right. We will. The first pedal of delay that I have listed here is the Boss DD3 digital mm-hmm. delay. Okay. I will say this is Boss's first digital delay pedal. No, it's mm-hmm. not. This is Boss's second digital delay pedal following the DD2. 
The DD2, I don't think, lasted very long. 1982. Are you saying the DD3 came out in 1982? Yes. Okay. Phil says 1982. Cole. What do you say? What say thou? 1989. See how I'm not guessing like a freaking. Okay, you said 82. He said 89. Cole gets this one. It was 1986. Booyah! The DD3. Ooh. 1986, and that was in production until this year. So that's 33 years. Do I get extra points because I didn't just guess 1983? (laughs) Yeah. It's not Price is Right. You got to get right on. Phil, you were very close, though, to when the DD2 was released, which is 1983. But that is not a digital pedal. Yes, the DD2 is. Okay. It's the original digital delay, followed by the DD3 three years later, Hmm. which lasted until this year when they released the DD3T in what year? 2019. Phil, Say it again. We'll let you guess. The, what am I <laughs> guessing about right now? The DD3T. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, 2019. All right, you guys both got that right, so that's zero points for anyone. <laughs> um, I still claim that the DD3 is really cool. Perhaps Ooh, the best take. delay <laughs> the boss has ever made. That's a hot take right there. All right, what about the DM2? I still say it's a cool pedal. The DM2 is an analog delay pedal released by Boss in what year? Remember, the DD2 digital delay came out in 1983. When did the DM2 analog delay come out from Boss? Analog delay. I feel like he's trying to trick us. The Boss DM2. Bonus points if you can name another pedal that came out the same year. Wait a second. 1980? 1980. Phil? I'm sorry, I was distracted. Can you. Cole said 1980. What do you say? For which one? DM2. DM2. Yes. What's a DM2? It's an analog delay. Oh, analog delay. Uh, Man, you've been distracted for a long time, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's a D. Uh, it's DM of the world D- as we know it. D's. <laughs> Do you know what your D's nuts are released on your chin? <laughs> on your chin. Uh. <laughs> Come on, just guess. Cole said 1980. What say thou? You know there's nothing at stake here, right, Phil? 84, 84, 84. 84 84 is the year that the DM3 was released. The DM2 was in 1981. Dang it. Cole takes the points. So my instinct was to 81, and you guys were going to yell at me and tell me that I was dumb, and then I was going to win if I said that. You said the CE2? Uh, No. Phil, I'm going to tell you this. There are three very well-known pedals that were also released that year. Name one of them for 10 points. By Boss. By Boss. In 80... 1981. Oh, I know. 81. I know uh, Flanger F... Uh, 
three F something. B no. two. Cole. The SD one. No. It's the, the it's SD one. It's a chorus. The SD one. It is a course. This no no. It's a compressor. The SD one. The GE seven. And the CS2 all came out in 1981. Oh, the also. CS2 is that old? That's crazy. Yeah, it's early on. The BF2 came out in 1980. So you were close. This episode is brought to you by the Sinusoid Custom Shop. Sinusoid Custom Shop is capable of doing pretty much whatever you want for your cables. Um, they can make cool, like, tech flex combinations. They can make right angle on one end and a noiseless jack on the other end. They can do pretty much whatever you want. They got their speaker cables in there. They have also have a really cool builder. You go on the website. You can design whatever you want. Uh, if you want a snake to put all your stuff in a loom together, you can do that there. If you want something wild out of the box, send them an email. They can do it. They do all kinds of crazy stuff all the time. And if you join our Patreon, you get a special discount for anything you buy from Sinusoid, including the custom shop. So tell them we sent you. You won't regret it. Sinusoid.com. All right, here's an easy one. DS1. What year did the DS1 boss distortion pedal come out i feel like this saying is, that it's easy is not fair because then it just makes us feel 79 stupid. okay sorry this is a apparently is it wasn't well apparently pedal, it wasn't that easy is what i'm saying this is a well-known pedal 19 the boss ds1 distortion pedal has been used by the likes of kurt cobain, cobain maybe um joe bonamassa probably used one at one point I already um, said my list. The Edge? My guess. My guess. used one probably when Fedge. he was a kid. 84. What did you say, Phil? 79. It was 1978. What? The DS1 was released. Yes. Winner, winner. That's chicken crazy. dinner. crazy. The DS1 is one of the first 10 pedals released by Boss. The same year as the CE2. These DS one oh, no, on your the year chin. before the CS two the CE two which was seventy nine seventy eight Phil that was a good t- ten pointer that you got the score is five ten fifteen twenty twenty five thirty to thirty five Cole's winning by five points here's a what fun get- one no oh, go ahead nothing when did Boss release the HM two the heavy metal Distortion. Is that the heavy metal? Yeah. 89. Yes, the Boss HM2 heavy metal distortion pedal. According to Boss itself, this pedal sounded as if it was spawned from the devil himself. Well, not exactly, but it did offer legions of young metalheads the thickest, most obscene distortion tones around. Perfect for that blank metal sound. All in a convenient little stomp box that looked pretty evil. Grrr. What did you say? 1990 what? 89. 99? 89. 89. Oh, 89. Sorry. Okay. 87. Oh, you take it. It was 1983. The HM2 was Whoa, released. Whoa, really? Yeah. The Boss yeah. HM2, 1983. That's a long time ago. That's when I was born. That's like that seems like pretty early on to have yeah, a heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. It's I crazy. guess I guess like Metallica was big by then, right? No, eighty three. They're probably like. I mean, I mean, you had yeah. I guess you had some metal bands like the British heavy metal scene, probably. Like yeah, when like Ozzy Osbourne um, at least, or like 
Yeah, like Black Sabbath was out. What's the one I'm thinking? Of? Judas 70s. Priest was probably out. So heavy metal was a thing. Yeah, Judas then. Priest would have been out by then. When did Metallica's I don't even first know. album came out? It makes you wonder, like, when the term heavy metal was coined, too. You know, they, yeah, they yeah. were like Metallica was like, I want to say mid, early, early mid '80s. Um, also, like '83. Yeah, but they weren't. They didn't. They weren't instantly popular, dude. Yeah, they weren't. It wasn't like Metallica would have a pedal named after them, right? At that point, but they're also not cool. like the first metal band. Kill 'Em All came out in 1983, which was their was first that their first album? album, like their okay. first that wasn't like a demo album. 83, but also, uh, if memory serves, and it probably from does. VH1 behind the music, <laughs> uh, I remember them like they they had a following that was like that hated all the bands that they were playing with. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it was like that's they were common, like, though. but it was like they were doing a different metal, yeah, than the bands that they were playing with because the <clears throat> because they were always getting put on, um, you know, billings with like glam rock kind of stuff. Oh right, right, yeah. And so their fans were like, you know, f that <laughs> glam rock stuff. Yeah, and were, they'd like physically turn around, like have their backs to the. <laughs> the other bands playing with middle fingers in the air. So stupid. <laughs> so who are they flipping off then? The bands. The They're other like bands pointing that... it back behind them. Yeah. Reverse. No, if you double. lift your middle finger in the air when your back is turned. Then you're with f- your. your yeah, normally, the, when you're flipping someone you. off, normally you're you flip it. off forward. Is what I'm saying. Right. Well, yeah, but you can. You can. It's just a three sixty three sixty degree flip off. All I'm saying if is it's like uncomfortable to do that. Not if your hand is above your head. Yeah. It's true. It does like it's like holding, you know, like when you're doing shoulder presses in the gym. Yeah. It's more it's like work to flip someone off behind you than in front of you. Not if no. you're not if your arm is above your head, though. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. No. Do it right now. I'm doing it right now. I mean, if your, your hand, if your hands are directly above your head or just higher than your head. No, like Lift if your hand as high as you can go, if your elbow is level with your shoulder. Yeah. If your arms are fully extended, then yes. But I'm saying, like, you can point, like, put your arms forward and your hands, like, right above your head level. That's less work than, like, extending your arms to the side. I disagree. That's like saying if you extend your arms forward, when you ride a motorcycle, do you flip your hands underneath it and hold the handlebar like that? No. (laughs) But if you put your arms forward and you flip, you put your middle fingers out, they're pointing up, not backwards. Yeah, but they're not pointing yeah, forward and now either. Continue to lift your hand up, and it's if flipping you flip the your arms off they behind are you, pointing forward. Yeah, if what? you flip, if you your, flip arms. your wrists, but if you put your arms forward like you're doing a Hitler thing, and right? Then you flip your hands upside down. No. Why? Are oh, you you're just that? saying bend your wrist and then do it like how you'd normally flip. You don't even have to. But really he bend said, your put wrist. your hand your above your head. Still goes up. All I'm saying Phil, is, I'm it's on your side. Easier to flip someone off in front of you than someone behind you. That's all I'm saying. I guess so. Not with your hand. Whatever. Well, no, not if you specifically put your hand to flip someone off behind you. That's like saying it's easier to drive forward than in reverse. And then you say, well, not if your car is in reverse. (laughs) I get what you're saying. It's because your wrist only bends one way. So if your arm is in front of you, you're either flipping, flipping off the ceiling or heaven forbid, 
our Lord and Savior, or you're flipping off forward. Yeah. I'm, all I'm saying is it's easier. But all but I'm all I'm is saying that- is that you you are now arguing a point that Phil was never arguing in classic mm-hmm. Phil style. You have tried to change no, the argument to something true. it never was. I just He's asked a question, and then I said it would have been easier if they were. He's not pulling the band. a Phil. He's pulling. But He's it's pulling a band. A They're up on a, on an elevated twisting. stage. You wouldn't just ho- have your hand down at like waist level or something or no, but chest putting, level. If you put your hands like right at your face level, point them upwards at the band. <laughs> what, Aaron? It's it's and really about what I'm doing right. It's now. really about where your elbows are. If your elbows Aaron, are like I, in tight. Then it makes more sense to flip someone off forward. But if you bring your elbows out like you're gonna, like you're gonna raise your arms up, then it makes more yeah. sense to flip them off backwards. So it's and really a question of elbows. It's more work to have your elbows out than it is to have them forward. Well, but if you're trying to, if you're trying to revolt against the man, you want to do the thing that's easiest. You want to do yeah. the thing that's most effective. Yeah. All I'm you saying is it would have been easier. I didn't say it would have been better. I just said easier. Okay. Nobody. Nobody was arguing easier. You. Because what we're arguing is yes. an extreme display of dislike. I know. So from the beginning, we've been talking about a distreme, an extreme display of dislike. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but isn't it easier to boot? How many more pedals do we have to do? And like then, 100 and or then something? what was your response? Your response was, no, it's not easier. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next pedal. <laughs> not if it's a given that it's an extreme display of dislike. It's still easier. Aaron. It's just less no. disrespectful. All right, speaking no. of metal sounds and boss pedals, let's talk about the, another classic metal pedal from Boss, the MT2 Metal Zone, which was later released in the MT2W Waza version, but the original is one of Boss's most popular stomp box pedals. It provides some of the most over-the-top, in-your-face sounds ever done some I don't know. insane it, distortion tones huge mids and lows and an ultra saturated sound when 89. was this pedal released it kind of makes awesome. me feel empty does it make you feel empty too yes it does <laughs> i like that <laughs> i like that the boss mt2 when was it released you get the, my joke though yeah i do i get it because you're guys. saying like mt is like sounds like the word empty yeah yeah, <laughs> and then empty dash mt dash two sounds like the words empty. Like two t o o sounds like the number t o t w. I get it. It sounds like that. It's like a yes, double pun. Other word. Double. Yeah, that's what they, that was my rapper <laughs> name. Because I'm even double fatter pun. than big pun. Double two, pun. Two puns. Yeah. I like it. Metal zone. Uh, you said eighty nine. I said eighty. Five. 1991. Dang. The MT2 was released. Winner, winner. Which was eight years after the HM2. Now, which of these pedals, pedal, pedals, which of those two pedals, the MT2 or the HM2, are cooler? MT2. This is for five points. Uh, Metal Zone because of all the hate. Okay. Cool. HM2. The HM2 isn't hated as much just because it's not as popular, right? It's, yes. Yeah. Popular with a certain crowd. But the, 
Right. But like it was never popular initially. It being dumb. It's not like commercial. Like people like yeah, people hate Nickelback dumb. because they were right. super popular. Correct. Right. Yes. I think MT2 is like one of their best selling pedals. It must be. What is their best? Is the DS1 their best selling pedal? I would imagine probably, especially because it's been it's so around old. for so long. Yeah. Same model for so long. It's crazy. So which one's cooler? And there's a scientific answer to this. Aaron, I already answered. Stop asking questions after I've asked them. You have not both answered them. Okay. It's not all about MT, you. MT, MT2. Yes. The MT2 is cooler because the M <laughs> HM2 is older. It's been decomposing for longer and decomposition creates heat. And everyone knows that <laughs> stupid. But after a certain point, like it doesn't, so it doesn't create heat indefinitely, though. <laughs> so stupid. Okay, what's the next one? <laughs> I think, but it would eventually decompose completely, and then it wouldn't. Then it'd be cold. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna slow it down here. You Let's might say we're up. gonna switch gears. Ooh, slow gear. A, Slow gear. In blank, in 19 blank blank, Boss introduced the slow gear pedal. Okay. The SG-1 from Boss. The SG-1 filters out the attack of your note and swells the volume automatically. 92. There are only two controls, one for the attack speed and the other for sensitivity. The circuit is very similar to the NF1. In fact, people buy the NF1 and mod it very easily to make it work like the SG1. 95. You are both completely incorrect. The answer is 1979. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what did you say, Phil? I said 91. No, 90. Did I say 92? I, said I think you said 92, and Cole said 95. Yeah, 1979. And it was discontinued Jeez. in which year for five? Extra I think for points. more than ten years off, you shouldn't get any points. That's fair for five points, though. When was it discontinued? Twenty twelve. Eighty six. Nineteen eighty two. Jeez, it was only made yeah because it's three really because it's really yeah. popular, and that must be why. Yeah, and it's expensive now, so yeah. you can't like if it, it couldn't have been discontinued. Yeah, so yeah it's recently. very yeah. expensive. Yeah, you're right, Phil, okay? You're welcome, Cole. <laughs> the NF1 Cole, just take the correction. Just say was thank released you, the sir. same year in 1979, and you can get those for pretty cheap, which I think I want to do. I think I want to buy one and mod it. Because they basically do the same thing, except what's the difference? The NF2? Yeah, which is like a noise suppressor. So it just like it does the opposite. Like It works in the opposite way. But the threshold right. is the same, so there's like you only have to switch like two or three things, and then it works like the slow gear now. That's kind of cool. Yeah, seems really cool. Um, I feel like this game is getting a little boring now, so I'm gonna give you one more. This is the boss. Are you ready? This is the boss of all boss pedals. Hmm. This is the Our boss, boss fuzz pedal. Boss is an awesome boss. He reigns. The boss fuzz pedal that is the most recent of the boss fuzz pedals, and also I believe still in production. 
The Fezzistortion? The, um, the FZ5 is a modern pedal built for the modern guitarist. But the sounds you can get from the FZ5 are pure retro. Looking back at the glorious rock sounds of the 60s and 70s, the FZ5 recreates its vintage fuzz through Boss state-of-the-art Cosm technology. Recall the fuzz-filled flavors of classic pedals such as the blah, 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 blah. Kick them into overdrive with the FZ5's <laughs> boost knob. Boss's proprietary Cosm technology allows guitar player knob? to recreate classic fuzz boost control for more aggressive tone. The FC5 is the perfect weapon for players wanting to beef up their rigs with classic retro fuzz artillery. That is very militaristic. I'm into it. I do like guns. The Boss FC5. Fuzz. Cosm fuzz. Fuzz. Cosm fuzz. Steve. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say 2009. Mm. 2009 is a good guess. Hmm. Thank you. But is it correct? That's a good guess. That means it's close. You would, if I was correct, you would not say it was a good guess. And is it close enough? I want to guess. Is this the last one you're doing? I'll do one. Yes, more. he said it's the last. No, more. you said this is the last. I one. did say that. I'm a liar. Because the next one's good. You have three seconds to answer. I want to guess 2000. I'm going to guess 2007. Oh, 2006 is the correct answer. The Boss FC5 Cosm Fuzz was released in 2006. So the Cole gets points for that one. I was thinking it might be 2008, so that's what I was hesitating. I didn't want to guess 2007 and then tie. It's now Phil 45, Cole 40. This is the last one for 10 points. Cole, 45. The last pedal you will ever need to hear about from Boss. You might say this is the more refined cousin of the SD1 Super Overdrive. Okay. This is the Boss Blues Driver. The perfect tone for blues. The BD2 Blues Driver delivers the creamy yet crunchy sound associated with great blues guitar. This popular pedal provides instant access to the kind of warm overdrive and emotive distortion usually reserved for 30-year-old tube amps. When was the Boss Blues Driver released? The BD2 Blues Driver. I feel like it's... Who's guessing first? Here's what I think you should both do. Write down your guesses or nail your guess in. Let me know when you have a guess and then okay, you cannot I have change guess. it after the other person guesses. No, we'll both say it on the count of three. No, I'll ask for it, but I'm, you're on your honor. You're not allowed to change it. Okay, but on the count of three, I'm going to say it. No, don't say it on the count of three. Okay, but I'm going to count to three and I'm going to say it. Cole, do you have your guess? Cole, when I say three? Yes. Right. Okay, after Phil, I say do you three, have you your guess? The, you say the guess. Say it now. One, two. Say it now. 1993. Okay. What did you say? Phil, Phil, what did you say? 80. Sorry? 80. 1980? The correct answer is 1995. Damn. Cole. Really? Come from behind win. Yeah. 55 to 45. Favorite way to win. Or 50 to 45. Yeah, it was um, 1995. The Blues Driver. You know what was released in 1980 is the PH1R. Mm. Remember when oh. you tried to sell us the PH3R? 
<laughs> it was just a PH3. <laughs> you freaking jerk. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag never forget. <laughs> uh, I do remember. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, the DD7 times. came out in 2008. I didn't realize it was that recent. And now it's already the DD8. It lasted 12 years. They did a D. What was the DD8? That's what it sounds like. The DD8 is the brand new one. Is that the brand new one? Yeah. Oh, because they did the DD3. They did three, and then they had the five. The D3T, yeah, 3T and the 8 okay. came out. I wonder how the 8 is. What is that? I don't know. Oh, it has a bunch more. The, Ugh. Yeah, it has. I think that's the big addition. Doesn't the DD7 only have like five delay modes or something? Um, I don't know. Phil? The DD7 has. I don't think so. I think it has like <laughs> a bunch. But maybe not as eight many. Modes. Eight modes. Eight modes. Oh, and the okay. new one has like 11, I think. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, but the DD7, with like, a lot of people still like the DD5 because of the sound of the, the analog sound on it. They liked a lot. Yeah, totally. I, I, the got- one thing I'll never understand is, like, why did they remove tap tempo for the DD6? That's a weird decision. I mean, it has tap tempo, but it doesn't have the tap input. How does it have tap tempo? Do you like hold it down or something? Yeah. If you hold it down, then it goes into tap tempo mode, but then you can't turn it off unless you hold it down again. You can't turn off the effect. Yeah. You can't turn off tap tempo mode. Either one. No, you can't turn off the effect. Yeah. So you have to hold it for like three seconds to get into tap tempo mode. And then it's just in tap tempo mode until you hold it for three seconds again. So you can't disengage it, get, it while it's in tap mode. Does it, when you hold it for three more seconds, does it take off the effect too, or just get out of tap tempo mode? I think it just switches modes. That makes sense. Cause it would be annoying if you had to hold it down to turn it off for all those. Yeah. And then you that just need their it. effect to turn off. So what I was thinking, like, cause I had one for a while and I liked it, but I was like, this makes no sense. Like, but then I was thinking, I guess if you had it like in the looper, you could use it and just use the pedal itself for the tap tempo and use the looper to turn it on and off. But it's like such a pain. But that came out like before the days of loopers, didn't it? Or like before they were as popular as they are now? Maybe. Yeah, not, so I, I think they probably thought it was cool because now they're like, well, now you can tap the tempo in just using the the foot switch. You don't have to have an external foot switch. Yeah, but the like fact that they took the five. it off is... It's weird to lose yeah. a feature, even though it, they're gaining a feature. Too, yeah, exactly. Because the five, you couldn't tap. The and then tempo. they brought it back with the seven. Yeah. So the stupid seven. Idiots. Okay. You <sighs> stupid. Can you idiots. tap in the tempo on the seven like that? I don't know if you can. I know it has the expression temp- tempo input. Yeah. I don't know if they just went all the way back. But the. Yeah, it was stupid. D6. That sounds stupid. TD8. It sounds stupid. You know what's cute is BB8 from Star Wars. <laughs> it's a little ball that rolls around with a little hat. It's but his the hat head. Is its head. <laughs> the hat is its head. I know the hat it's is like, its uh, head. <laughs> who's that? Isn't there? 
is the character on Fat Albert that's like that. His hat covers his whole face. Oh yeah, he has where it's like the beanie covers his yeah. head. Yeah, it's like a BB-8. Was his name BB-8 too? Maybe that's where they got the name from. I think Aaron, it did you was, just say dude. I don't know the names of those people? <laughs> people from Fat Albert is what I meant. Oh, oh mm-hmm. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not a good look, Aaron. <laughs> is it Dumb Donald? Is that who it is? Because <laughs> that's a character. Yeah, it is. Dumb Donald. What a dumb. Ah. Dumb Donald. Freaking dummy. <laughs> Remember Bill Cosby? He was cool. Dude, did you see <laughs> that like Harvey Weinstein showed up to some like event last week? I did see that. I like that was peripherally wild. I didn't actually yeah. read about it. I saw there's a video of this it. other actress like standing five feet away from him, pointing her finger, and like, am I just supposed to stand here while this rapist is just? Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> I know, intense. just out. He's just back. Yeah, like, oh, he never, he never went to jail, which is nice for him. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm good. I'm back in. He never went Did to jail. Get... He never had like any real consequences. Probably he didn't lose no, money or anything. Other than just people don't like him, yeah. which you know that's a pun. That's punishment enough, I think. Yeah, I think he's probably like served him. his time. I think we should start liking him again, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got an email. He's from only Luke. like he's like one or two movies away from people liking him again. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> like Mel Gibson. Like Mel Gibson or like what's his what's that dude? Um uh, Polanski. People like him again. Oh yeah. People, people cool still again. don't like Jeez. him. People still don't like him though. They don't. I mean the government doesn't. He's like stuck in Europe. <laughs> yeah sucker but it's weird that people will continue to talk about how he's like so gifted he's a genius yeah <laughs> <laughs> stupid you're part of the problem Aaron I'm saying that's what they that was a quote that was a direct quote oh it wasn't my okay. perspective what I I still haven't watched that Michael Jackson thing not this isn't like a fun uh, thing to talk really about either. obviously <laughs> Like, I still, like, somebody, uh, one of my Facebook friends, a girl, posted mm-hmm. recently, like, like some Michael Jackson video and had, like, hashtag goat or whatever. And it's like, what the heck? Haven't we? Was he not canceled? <laughs> I mean, in theory, he was canceled back in the 90s and just, like, people just. He just for- kept, like, getting uncanceled. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah. He should have been canceled after that freaking video he made with, with, uh, What's his? What's her face that he married? Nicole, you know, was it? No. Oh, Lisa Marie. Yeah, remember that video? You are not alone. And they're like, <laughs> have all these like sheets, like billowing all over the place. Sheets. 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 I was like, holy sheets! Just billowing sheets. <laughs> That's, That's rough. That's far rough. Away. Something in the state. That's what I got when I ate some hot chicken in Nashville. I had the billowing sheets after that. <laughs> Key change. You, you are, are not alone. <laughs> Key change? What are you, a noob? We call that a modulation where I come from, bro. Oh, really? Do you do you call no. it vibrato or trem, tremolo? <laughs> tremolo. Tremolo. Tremo no. Tremolo. Did everyone Tremo did anyone, no you didn't call did it anyone a vibrato? Make a tremolo pedal? I did. Oh. Aaron, are we gonna drink for loco at Nam? Yeah, probably not. They don't even make it mm. anymore, do they? They do. They re they got uncancelled. 
Oh, they did? <laughs> they got Michael Jackson? Yeah. But it's like weaker. <laughs> like it has less caffeine, I think, in it. Boo! Wait, why would caffeine be the thing? That's so weird. Well, because it, it was giving you a heart attack. It, like... it won't give you a heart attack. Not anymore. Because it, <laughs> it has less caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> How much caffeine was in it? Uh, enough to give people heart attacks. <laughs> no. I don't know if it was caffeine. No. Whatever was really? in it, though. Whatever was Listen, in it. Listen, if you drink nine of them, there's a problem. All I'm saying and is whatever not... was in it that was like killing people is no longer in it, and it is now re-released. <laughs> oh, what a bummer. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> There's a four local. Oh, it's because so get this. The reason is because I was thinking this was the it basically like raises your tolerance. Like it keeps you like your body's natural defense. This is great. This this is like an actual letter that went out. They're extremely dangerous because they bypass the natural the body's natural defense to pass out after drinking too much. It's like, like it's guys, like body, when you're proof. when you're putting yourself in a situation in which your body's natural defense is to pass out, like don't do that anymore. Like, yes, you don't I need to, to be bypass. a Mormon to know that. Check out this check out this <laughs> article from August 14th. Just reading about Four Locos new 14% ABV seltzer could make you black out. <laughs> White Claw may be law, but Four Loco is anarchy. Oh man, that's it. That is crazy. Folks, thanks for tuning in. Do not drink Four Loko Seltzer Sour with a hint of Blue Raz. That sounds pretty good. Has <laughs> a hint of Blue Raz. Just drink Zima. Just, just drink drink Zima like a normal person. I don't know. Because I'm telling you, Four Loko has been tamed. <laughs> but apparently they're back at it with the seltzer. <laughs> it's wild. That's weird. I'm going to click Absolutely on where wild. do I find it. Yeah, find Four Loko Seltzer near me. Near me. Siri. That's what I want. Siri, Postmates some Four Loko Seltzer to me. <laughs> Can you Postmates Four Loko? <laughs> yeah. Uber, Uber drinks. Find Four Loko. Oh, that's hilarious. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and everyone else, people of all shapes and sizes and whatever. Creeds. I was going to say body shape, body sizes, but then I felt weird about that. Uh, yeah, creeds, whatever creed you like, like the original Apollo Creed or the new creed, Adonis Creed, whichever one. We like them both. The Assassin's Creed. To a place where. Thanks for friendship. Can you thank me, friendship? friendship. Shayop. That's good. I like it. Let's go there. Ninety-seven. I think I'm retiring. Year of the year of the gear. Sorry, ninety. Ninety-four. Ninety-four. It's pretty excruciating. Ninety-four. Ninety-ninety-four. All right. It'd be better if it was like a pub game and people were like drinking. What was the CD called? It's called it's me. Hard as Clay. No. It's called My Own Prison. Is, it, is that what it's called? What is, it was My Own Prison? Yeah. What was the one about Clay? What was that one called? Uh Oh, I don't know. Jars of Clay? Among the Clay. Creed Clay. I don't know. 
I think I was. From oh yeah, the came out. Came out in like '97. Let's ask, can we stay? Why? Oh, human, <laughs> human clay. Yeah. Why does the um, Four Loco website not let me? Because you don't need it. It's bad for you. That's what their website wants me to believe. <laughs> it's God protecting you from Four Loco. <laughs> 